Act One of The Taming of the Shrew by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act One. Scene One. Padua, a public place. Enter Lucentio and Tranio. Ah, Tranio. Since for the great desire I had to see fair Padua, nursery of arts, I am arrived for fruitful Lombardy, the pleasant garden of great Italy, and by my father's love, and leave him armed with his good will, and thy good company, my trusty servant, well approved in all. Here let us breathe and happily institute a course of learning and ingenious studies. Pisa, renowned for grave citizens, gave me my being and my father first, a merchant of great traffic through the world, Vincentio, come of the Ventivoli. Vincentio's son, brought up in Florence, it shall become to serve all hopes conceived, to deck his fortune with his virtuous deeds. And therefore, Tranio, for the time I study virtue and that part of philosophy will i apply that treats of happiness by virtue specially to be achieved tell me thy mind for i have pisa left and am to padua come as he that leaves a shallow plash to plunge him in the deep and with satiety seeks to quench his thirst me perdonato gentle master mine i am in all affected as yourself Glad that you thus continue your resolve to suck the sweets of sweet philosophy. Only, good master, while we do admire this virtue and this moral discipline, let's be no Stoics nor no Stocks, I pray, or so devote to Aristotle's checks as Ovid be an outcast quite abjured. Balk logic with acquaintance that you have, and practice rhetoric in your common talk. Music and poesy used to quicken you. The mathematics and the metaphysics fall to them as you find your stomach serves you. No profit grows where is no pleasure tain. In brief, sir, study what you most affect. Ah, gramercies, Tranio, well dost thou advise. If, Biondello, thou wert come ashore, we could at once put in readiness, and take a lodging fit to entertain such friends as time in Padua shall beget. Stay a while, what company is this? Master, some show to welcome us to town. Enter Baptista, Caterina, Bianca, Gremio, and Hortensio. Lucentio and Tranio stand aside. Gentlemen, importune me no further, for how I firmly am resolved you know. That is, not to bestow my youngest daughter before I have a husband for the elder. If either of you both love Caterina, because I know you well and love you well, Leave shall you have to court her at your pleasure. To cart her, rather. She's too rough for me. There, there, Hortensio. Will you any wife? Caterina, to Baptista. I pray you, sir, is it your will to make a stale of me amongst these mates? Mates, maid? How mean you that? No mates for you, unless you were of gentler, milder mould. If faith, sir, you shall never need to fear. I was it not half-way to her heart. But if it were, doubt not her care should be to comb your noddle with a three-legged stool, and paint your face, and use you like a fool. From all such devils, good lord, deliver us. And me too, good lord. 
Hushed, master, here's some good pastime toward. That wench is stark mad, or wonderful froward. But in the other's silence do I see maids' mild behavior and sobriety of peace, Tranio. Well said, master, mum and gaze your fill. Gentlemen, that I may soon make good what I have said. Bianca, get you in. And let it not displease thee, good Bianca, for I will love thee ne'er the less, my girl. A pretty Pete. It is best put a finger in the eye, and she knew why. Sister, content you in my discontent. Sir, to your pleasure, humbly I subscribe. My books and instruments shall be my company, on them to look and practice by myself. Hark, Tranio, thou mayst hear Minerva speak. Signor Baptista, will you be so strange? Sorry am I that our good will affects Bianca's grief. Why will you mew her up, Signor Baptista, for this fiend of hell, and make her bear the penance for her tongue? Gentlemen, content ye, I am resolved. Go in, Bianca. Exit Bianca. And for I know she taketh most delight in music, instruments, and poetry, schoolmasters will I keep within my house fit to instruct her youth. If you, Hortensio, or Signor Grimio, you, know any such, prefer them hither, for to cunning men I will be very kind, and liberal to mine own children in good bringing up. And so, farewell. Katharina, you may stay, for I have more to commune with Bianca. Exit. Why, and I trust I may go too, may I not? What, shall I be appointed hours, as though belike I knew not what to take and what to leave? Ha! Exit. You may go to the devil's dam. Your gifts are so good, here's none will hold you. Their love is not so great, Hortensio, but we may blow our nails together and fast it fairly out, our cakes dough on both sides. Farewell, yet for the love I bear my sweet Bianca, if I can by any means light on a fit man to teach her that wherein she delights, I will wish him to her father. So will I, Signor Grimio. But a word, I pray. Though the nature of our quarrel yet never brute parley, know now upon advice it toucheth us both that we may yet again have access to our fair mistress, and be happy rivals in Bianca's love, to labor and effect one thing specially. What's that, I pray? Marry, sir, to get a husband for her sister. A husband? A devil. I say a husband. I say a devil. Thinkest thou, Hortensio, though her father be very rich, any man is so very a fool to be married to hell? Tush, Grimio! Though it pass your patience and mine to endure her loud alarums, why, man, there be good fellows in the world, and a man could light on them would take her with all faults and money enough. I cannot tell, but I had as lief take her dowry with this condition, to be whipped at the high cross every morning. Faith, as you say, there's small choice in rotten apples. But come, since this bar-in-law makes us friends... It shall be so far forth friendly maintained, till by helping Baptista's eldest daughter to a husband, we set his youngest free for a husband, and then have to it afresh, sweet Bianca. Happy man be his dole. He that runs fastest gets the ring. How say you, Signor Grimio? I am agreed, and would I had given him the best horse in Padua to begin his wooing, that would thoroughly woo her, wed her, and bed her, and rid the house of her. Come on. Excellent. Gremio and Hortensio. I pray, sir, tell me, is it possible that love should of a sudden take such a hold? 
Oh, Tranio, till I found it to be true, I never thought it possible or likely. But see, while idly I stood looking on, I found the effect of love in idleness. And now in plainness do confess to thee that art to me as secret and as dear as Anna to the Queen of Carthage was. Tranio, I burn, I pine, I perish, Tranio, if I achieve not this young, modest girl. Counsel me, Tranio, for I know thou canst. Assist me, Tranio, for I know thou wilt. Master, it is no time to chide you now. Affection is not rated from the heart. If love have touched you, naught remains but so. Redime te captum quam quies minimo. Hogra oh, mercies, lad, go forward. This contents. The rest will comfort, for thy counsel's sound. Master, you looked so longly on the maid. Perhaps you marked not what's the pith of all. Oh, yes, I saw a sweet beauty in her face such as the daughter of Agenor had, that made great Jove to humble him to her hand, when with his knees he kissed the Cretan strand. Saw you no more? Marked you not how her sister began to scold and raise up such a storm that mortal ears might hardly endure the din? Tranio, I saw her coral lips to move, and with her breath she did perfume the air. Sacred and sweet was all I saw in her. <sighs> Nay, then, tis time to stir him from his trance. I pray, awake, sir. If you love the maid, bend thoughts and wits to achieve her. Thus it stands. Her elder sister is so cursed and shrewd, that till the father rid his hands of her, master, your love must live a maid at home, and therefore has he closely mewed her up, because she will not be annoyed with suitors. Ah, Tranio, what a cruel father's he! But art thou not advised he took some care to get her cunning schoolmasters to instruct her? I marry am I, sir, and now tis plotted. I have it, Tranio. Master, for my hand both our inventions meet and jump in one. Tell me thine first. You will be schoolmaster, and undertake the teaching of the maid. That's your device. It is. May it be done? Not possible. For who shall bear your part and be in Padua here Vincenzio's son, keep house and ply his book, welcome his friends, visit his countrymen and banquet them? Basta! Content thee, for I have it in full. We have not yet been seen in any house, nor can we be distinguished by our faces, for man or master. Then it follows thus. Thou shalt be master, Tranio, in my stead. Keep house and port and servants as I should. I will some other be, some Florentine, some Neapolitan or meaner man of Pisa. Tis hatched, and shall be so. Tranio, at once uncase thee. Take my coloured hat and cloak. When Biondello comes, he waits on thee. But I will charm him first to keep his tongue. They exchange habits so had you need in brief sir sith it your pleasure is and i am tied to be obedient for so your father charged me at our parting be serviceable to my son quoth he although i think twas in another sense i am content to be lucentio because so well i love lucentio tranio be so because lucentio loves and let me be a slave to achieve that maid whose sudden sight hath thralled my wounded eye. Ah, here comes the rogue. Enter Biondello. Sirrah, where have you been? 
where have I been? Nay, how now, where are you? Master, has my fellow Tranio stolen your clothes, or you stolen his, or both? Pray, what's the news? Sirrah, come hither, tis no time to jest, and therefore frame your manners to the time. Your fellow Tranio here, to save my life, puts my apparel and my countenance on, and I for my escape have put on his. For in a quarrel since I came ashore I killed a man, and fear I was descried. Wait you on him, I charge you, as becomes, while I make way from hence to save my life. You understand me? Aye, sir. Ne'er wit. And not a jot of Tranio in your mouth. Tranio is changed to Lucentio. The better for him. Would I were so too. So could I, faith, boy, to have the next wish after, that Lucentio indeed had Baptista's youngest daughter. But, Sirrah, not for my sake, but your master's, I advise you use your manners discreetly in all kinds of companies. When I am alone, why, then I am Tranio. But in all places else, your master Lucentio. Tranio, let's go. Uh, one more thing rests, that thyself execute, to make one among these wooers. If thou ask me why, sufficeth my reasons are both good and weighty. Excellent. The presenters above speak. My lord, you nod. You do not mind the play. Yes, by St. Anne, I do. A good matter, surely. Comes there any more of it? My lord, tis but begun. Tis a very excellent piece of work. Madame Lady, would twere done. They sit and mark. Scene two. Padua. Before Hortensio's house. Enter Petruchio and his men Grumio. Verona. For a while take my leave, to see my friends in Padua, but of all my best beloved and approved friend, Hortensio, and I trow this is his house. Here, Sirrah Gromeo, knock, I say. Knock? Sir, whom should I knock? Is there any man has rebused your worship? Villain, I say, knock me here soundly. Knock you here, sir? Why, sir, what am I, sir, that... I should knock you here, sir. Villain, I say, knock me at this gate, and wrap me well, or I'll knock your knave's pate. My master is grown quarrelsome. I should knock you first, and then I know after who comes by the worst. Will it not be? Faith, sirrah, and you'll not knock. I'll ring it. I'll try how you can sol fa and sing it. He rings Grumio by the ears. Help, masters, help! My master is mad. Now knock when I bid you, sirrah villain. Enter Hortensio. How now? What's the matter? My old friend Grumio, and my good friend Petruchio. How do you all at Verona? Signor Hortensio, come you to part the fray? Con tutto il cuore ben trovato, may I say. Alla nostra casa benvenuto. Molto honorato, signor mio Petruchio. Rise, Grumio, rise. We will compound this quarrel. Nay, tis no matter, sir, what he ledges in Latin. If this be not a lawful cause for me to leave his service, look you, sir, he bid me knock him, and rap him soundly, sir. Well, was it fit for a servant to use his master so? being, perhaps, for aught I see, 
two and thirty a pip out who would to god i had well knocked at first then had not grumio come by the worst a senseless villain good hortensio i bade the rascal knock upon your gate and could not get him for my heart to do it knock at the gate oh heavens spake you not these words plain sirrah knock me here wrap me here knock me well and knock me soundly and come you now with knocking at the gate sirrah be gone or talk not i advise you petruchio patience i am grumio's pledge why this is a heavy chance twixt him and you your ancient trusty pleasant servant grumio and tell me now sweet friend what happy gale blows you to padua here from old verona such wind as scatters young men through the world to seek their fortunes farther than at home where small experience grows but in a few signor hortensio thus it stands with me antonio my father is deceased and i have thrust myself into this maze haply to wive and thrive as best i may crowns in my purse i have and goods at home and so am come abroad to see the world petruchio shall i then come roundly to thee and wish thee to a shrewd ill-favoured wife thou'lt thank me but a little for my counsel and yet i promise thee she shall be rich and very rich but thou'rt too much my friend and i'll not wish thee to her Signor Hortensio, twixt such friends as we, few words suffice, and therefore, if thou know, one rich enough to be Petruchio's wife, as wealth is burden of my wooing dance, be she as foul as was Florentius' love, as old as Sibyl, and as cursed and shrewd as Socrates' Xanthippe, or a worse, she moves me not, or not removes, at least, affection's edge in me, were she as rough as are the swelling Adriatic seas, I come to wive it wealthily in Padua, if wealthily, then happily in Padua. Nay, look you, sir, he tells you flatly what his mind is. Why, give him gold enough, and marry him to a puppet, or an aglet baby, or an old trot with ne'er a tooth in her head, though she has as many diseases as two and fifty horses. Why, nothing comes amiss, so money comes with all. Petruchio, since we are stepped thus far in, I will continue that I broached in jest. I can, Petruchio, help thee to a wife, with wealth enough, and young, and beauteous, brought up as best becomes a gentlewoman. Her only fault, and that is faults enough, is that she is intolerable cursed and shrewd and forward, so beyond all measure, that, were my state far worser than it is, I would not wed her for a mine of gold. Hortensio, peace, thou know'st not gold's effect. Tell me her father's name, and tis enough, for I will board her, though she chide as loud as thunder when the clouds in autumn crack. Her father is Baptista Minola, an affable and courteous gentleman. Her name is Catharina Minola renowned in Padua for her scolding tongue. I know her father, though I know not her, and he knew my deceased father well. I will not sleep, Hortensio, till I see her, and therefore let me be thus bold with you, to give you over at this first encounter, unless you will accompany me thither. I pray you, sir, 
let him go while the humour lasts oh my word and she knew him as well as i do she would think scolding would do little good upon him she may perhaps call him half a score knaves or so why that's nothing and he began once he'll rail in his rope tricks i'll tell you what sir and she stand him but a little he will throw a figure in her face and so disfigure her with it that she shall have no more eyes to see withal than a cat you know him not sir tarry petruchio i must go with thee for in baptista's keep my treasure is he hath the jewel of my life in hold his youngest daughter beautiful bianca and her withholds for me and other more suits to her and rivals in my love supposing it a thing impossible for those defects i have before rehearsed that ever katharina will be wooed therefore this order hath baptista tang that none shall have access unto bianca till katharine the cursed hath got a husband katharine the cursed a title for a maid of all titles the worst now shall my friend petruchio do me grace and offer me disguised in sober robes to old baptista as a school-teacher well seen in music to instruct bianca that so i may by this device at least have leave and leisure to make love to her and unsuspected court her by herself here's no knavery see to beguile the old folks how the young folks lay their heads together enter gremio and lucentio disguised with books under his arm master master look about you who goes there ha peace grumio tis the rival of my love petruchio stand by a while a proper stripling and an amorous oh very well i have perused the note hark you sir i'll have them very fairly bound all books of love see that any at hand and see you read no other lectures to her you understand me over and besides signor battista's liberality i'll mend it with a largesse take your papers too and let me have them very well perfumed for she is sweeter than perfume itself to whom they go what will you read to her whatever i read to her i'll plead for you as for my patron stand you so assured as firmly as yourself were still in place yea and perhaps with more successful words than you and unless you were a scholar sir oh this learning what a thing it is oh this woodcock what an ass it is peace sirrah grumio mum god save you signor grumio and you are well met signor hortensio sure you whither i am going to battista manola i promise to inquire carefully about a schoolmaster for the fair bianca and by good fortune i have lighted well on this young man for learning and behaviour fit for her turn well read in poetry and other books good ones i warrant ye tis well and i have met a gentleman hath promised me to help me to another a fine musician to instruct our mistress so shall i no whit be behind in duty to fair bianca so beloved of me beloved of me and that my deeds shall prove grumio aside <laughs> and that his bags shall prove grimio tis now no time to vent our love listen to me and if you speak me fair i'll tell you news indifferent good for either here is a gentleman whom by chance i met upon agreement from us to his liking will undertake to woo cursed catherine yea and to marry her if her dowry please 
So said, so done, is well. Hortensio, have you told him all her faults? I know she is an irksome, brawling scold. If that be all, masters, I hear no harm. No, sayst me so, friend. What countryman? Born in Verona, old Antonio's son. My father dead, my fortune lives for me. And I do hope good days, and long to see. Oh, sir, such a life with such a wife were strange. But if you have a stomach to it in God's name, you shall have me assisting you in all. But will you woo this wildcat? Will I live? Will he woo her? I, or I'll hang her. Why came I hither but to that intent? Think you a little din can daunt my ears? Have I not in my time heard lions roar? Have I not heard the sea, puffed up with winds, rage like an angry boar chafed with sweat? Have I not heard great ordnance in the field, and heaven's artillery thunder in the skies? Have I not, in a pitched battle, heard loud larums, neighing steeds and trumpets clang? And do you tell me of a woman's tongue that gives not half so great a blow to hear as will a chestnut in a farmer's fire? Tush, tush, fear boys with bugs. Grumio, aside. <laughs> For he fears none. Hortensio, hark! This gentleman is happily arrived, my mind presumes, for his own good and ours. I promised we would be contributors, and bear his charge of wooing whatsoe'er. And so we will, provided that he win her. I would, I were, as sure of a good dinner. Enter Tranio, bravely apparelled, and Biondello. Gentlemen, God save you. If I may be bold, tell me, I beseech you, which is the readiest way to the house of Signor Baptista Minola? He that has the two fair daughters. Is he you mean? Even he, Biondello? Hark you, sir. You mean not her, too. Perhaps him and her, sir. What have you to do? Not her that chides, sir, at any hand. I pray. I love no chiders, sir. Biondello lets away. Lucentio, aside. Well begun, Tranio. Sir, a word ere you go. Are you a suitor to the maid you talk of, yea or no? And if I be, sir, is it any offence? No, if without more words you will get you hence. Why, sir, I pray, are not the streets as free for me as for you? But so is not she. For what reason, I beseech you? For this reason, if you'll know, that she's the choice love of Signor Gremio. That she's the chosen of Signor Hortensio. Softly, my masters, if you be gentlemen, do me this right. Hear me with patience. Baptista is a noble gentleman, to whom my father is not all unknown. And were his daughter fairer than she is, she may more suitors have, and me for one. Fair Leda's daughter had a thousand wooers, then well one more may fair Bianca have. And so she shall. Lucentio shall make one, though Paris came in hope to speed alone. What? This gentleman will out-talk us all. Sir, give him head. I, I know he'll prove a jade. Hortensio, to what end are all these words? Sir, let me be so bold as to ask you, did you yet ever see Baptista's daughter? No, sir, but here I do that he hath to, the one as famous for a scolding tongue as is the other for beauteous modesty. Sir, sir, the first for me, let her go by. Yea. Leave that labour to great Hercules, and let it be more than Alcides's twelve. Sir, understand you this of me, in sooth. The youngest daughter, whom you hearken for, 
Her father keeps from all access of suitors, and will not promise her to any man, until the elder sister first be wed. The younger, then, is free, and not before. If it be so, sir, that you are the man must stead us all, and me amongst the rest, and if you break the ice and do this feat, achieve the elder, set the younger free for our access, whose hap shall be to have her will not so graceless be to be ingrate. Sir, you say well, and well you do conceive, and since you do profess to be a suitor, you must, as we do, gratify this gentleman to whom we all rest generally beholding. Sir, I shall not be slack. In sign whereof, please ye, we may contrive this afternoon, and quaff carouses to our mistress' health, and do as adversaries do in law, strive mightily, but eat and drink as friends. Oh, excellent motion! Fellows, let's be gone. The motion's good indeed, and be it so. Petruchio, I shall be your benvenuto. Excellent. End of Act One